0: from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Arctic update from the 13th of February, 2024. A quick summary of what's going down north of the Arctic Circle. Starting the week, Russia initiated its ambitious Arctic energy venture, Arctic LNG2. Gas extraction began late in 2023, yet shipment to customers remains stalled. As reported by Russian news agency Kommersant on Thursday the 8th, the project lacks icebreaker vessels, which means they will need to wait until March for feasible transport amid thawing ice. Some European countries are trying to purchase gas from Russia, but U.S. sanctions mean it is prohibited to purchase from Russia currently. Patrick Pouyanné, CEO of French power agency Total Energies, confirmed on Wednesday the 7th that some EU countries have applied to the U.S. for authorization to purchase gas without being punished by the sanctions. However, the U.S. has yet to respond to these applications. The Arctic's challenges are exacerbated by Russia's deteriorating relations with North America and Europe. Despite being one of the eight members, Russia's actions, notably its invasion of Ukraine, have effectively left the Arctic Council unable to work and in a suspended state. Prospects for the Council's future were dealt a blow on Tuesday the 6th when the Russian Ministry of Defense threatened permanent withdrawal unless the Council prioritizes Russian interests in the Arctic. Should Russia withdraw, the current Council would likely dissolve, and there will be a need for the creation of a new international forum for Arctic protection without Russian cooperation. The border issues persist between Russia and Finland. Initially closed by the Finnish government in November, the entire border was slated to reopen on Sunday the 11th of February. However, a press release from the Finnish government on Friday the 9th declared an extended closure until at least the 14th of April. Citing national security concerns, the release emphasized the threat posed by instrumentalized migration to Finland's security and public order. Marko Sereks, deputy head of the Finnish Border Guard, disclosed on Tuesday the 6th that thousands of migrants are still camped in Russia near the closed border points, including in the Arctic region. Despite ongoing communication between border authorities in Finland and Russia, a solution to the situation remains elusive. Finland enters a new era as a new prime minister is elected on Sunday the 11th. Former Prime Minister Alexander Stub narrowly clinched victory in the second round vote against the Green Party's Pekka Havisto, securing just under 52% of the vote. Both candidates, known for their anti-Russian and pro-EU stances, mark a significant shift from the previous president Sauli Niinisto, nicknamed the Putin whisperer for his close ties with Russia's leader. With this election, Finland decisively reorients its alliances towards the Western world after decades of cooperation with Russia. As human activity intensifies in the Arctic, so does the inevitability of increased pollution. However, a recent study published on Thursday the 8th in the scientific journal Microorganisms by Russian Universities brings hope. Biologists have identified strands of bacteria thriving in cold, heavily polluted environments, particularly with petroleum products. These bacteria possess the remarkable ability to decompose hydrocarbons like petroleum, transferring them into soluble forms that harmlessly dissolve away. This discovery offers the potential for self-purification in the Arctic. Further projects are planned to assess the effectiveness of these bacteria across contaminated Arctic zones, addressing oil products and heavy metals. Iceland experienced déjà vu as another volcanic eruption occurred outside Grindavík on Thursday the 8th, marking the third eruption in as many months. Lasting a day, fortunately, the eruption did not directly affect the town. However, lava engulfed the Svartsengi geothermal plant, damaging crucial hot water pipes and leaving much of southern Iceland without hot water and indoor heating. Residents of Grindavík remain evacuated with no return date in sight. On Friday the 9th, the Icelandic government provided some relief by announcing a bill offering to purchase residential properties from individuals in Grindavík and assuming their housing mortgages. This move, totaling 61 billion Icelandic krona, approximately 450 million U.S. dollars, if all residents opt in, empowers individuals to decide whether to stay in Grindavík or accept the opportunity to clear their debts and relocate elsewhere in the country. In Greenland, the fallout from the decision in November 2021 to ban uranium mining has triggered a significant lawsuit. Greenland Minerals, the mining company initially contracted for uranium extraction, issued a compensation claim to the Danish government on Tuesday the 6th, seeking around 12 billion U.S. dollars. Greenland, a part of the Danish realm, originally granted the license to the company in 2007. Greenland Minerals argues that it has incurred losses from the investments already made into the project and anticipated future income. However, both the Danish and Greenlandic governments swiftly rejected the claim. The case will now proceed to a state arbitration court for resolution. In Sweden, a derailment of a fully laden iron ore train in mid-December continues to paralyze the country's iron industry. The railway line on the northern border of Sweden and Norway was scheduled to be cleared, with normal service resuming by Thursday the 8th. However, the anticipated date passed without any progress. The Swedish Transport Administration announced in a press release on Friday the 9th that severe weather conditions have hindered repairs, preventing the setting of a new date for traffic resumption. While the mine itself operates as usual, the mining company, KLAB, reports a backlog of 400 trains worth of iron ore waiting transport, valued at billions in unsold material. Alaska parents received amazing news this week as the state's House Labor and Commerce Committee moved forward with a bill to establish the Alaska Paid Family Leave Plan, reported by Alaska Native News on Tuesday the 6th. The proposed program offers 18 weeks of paid leave for state Alaska employees, a significant improvement over the current unpaid leave period of the same duration. Additionally, private sector businesses have the option to participate in the family leave plan. Representative Jenny Armstrong... The bill's sponsor aims to enhance Alaska's appeal for recruiting and retaining skilled workers. The bill has progressed to state financial committees for further review and approval. If you're planning a trip to Svalbard, it's essential you get familiar with the new local laws. On Friday the 9th, the Norwegian government implemented numerous amendments to environmental regulations in the high Arctic islands. These amendments, now in effect introduced measures such as capping the number of passengers on ships in protected areas at 200 and prohibiting the use of drones. With tourism on the rise in Svalbard, the government has taken decisive action to safeguard the rare and vulnerable wildlife inhabiting the archipelago. The Norwegian Arctic city of Boda was named the European City of Culture. Starting its term on Tuesday the 6th, despite recent hurricane damage, the city saw improved weather for the festival's opening ceremony, attracting thousands of attendees. The Norwegian government provided approximately 10 million U.S. dollars to support a year of events, including Northern Norway's first Festival of Light. However, Boda seeks additional private sponsorship, stating that government funding isn't sufficient. It's never a better time to visit Boda, and for a full schedule of events across the year, a link is in the show notes. Did you know that there are 21 known bee species in the Arctic? Despite the limited research conducted on them, Arctic bees play a crucial role as pollinators, akin to their counterparts in warmer regions. A recent study published on Thursday the 8th in Ecosphere by Cornell University sheds light on the unique behaviors of these bees. Researchers in southern Alaska discovered that Arctic bumblebees build a nest containing a main nest structure, along with a smaller separate structure acting as an outhouse for bee waste. This behavior unseen in other bee species contributes to significantly lower parasite infections among arctic bees compared to their counterparts and keeps the health of the vital pollinator well. For more information on arctic bees and other pollinators, a great summary by Noah is linked in the show notes. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Last week, we asked you to fill in a survey to get to know you, and we got quite a few replies. Thank you so much. We are very excited. Tons of great ideas. We'll be sharing the link to the survey one more time this week in the show notes in case you didn't see it. All respondents will be entered into a lottery to win a cruise in the Mediterranean. Just kidding, it's in the South Pacific, but we would love to hear from you. Don't be shy, though Dalineg, Svogum.